Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. I saw that Robert Pattinson's home, Pattinson's home was for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a $3 million house. Mm. It's actually not that big because in Beverly Hills or that area, a $3 million house is like a house here. I was going to say, I would imagine like most average middle class folks yep. are probably... Uh, in the $3 million house range because <laughs> yeah. real estate is so ridiculous out there. True. Uh, so I started looking for like, well, who are his neighbors? Um, I did not find the answer to that, but then I stumbled upon Rod Stewart's mansion in Beverly Hills is now up for sale ag- again. He had it on the market and he listed it for $70 million in June and he found out that it wasn't selling, so he took it off the market for a while. Now he's listed it. This is bold for eighty million. Okay, isn't that the opposite of what you're supposed uh-huh. to do? If it doesn't sell, you I don't know, they lower the down. price. Nope, he's not lowering it. He raised it by ten million. Now this home is unbelievable. The fact that he has literally this much square footage and real estate, as far as like how large the property is, is kind of. What are the sta- okay, so can I pull this up? At yeah, the it's listing? 29,000 square feet. And it looks like something from Bridgerton on the outside yeah, it's and the inside. It's very French. It's uh, Baroque. Is that French, what you would call that? Palatial. It's, uh, well, I'm Baroque. Yeah, and can't me too. afford this. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Yes. Um, this house is enormous. It also has a, um, a tennis court. Of course, you know, a pool. I think several a, pools. Can I just say something really unpopular? Yeah. Which is probably you not don't that like unpopular. it. No. Uh, tennis courts. I, I feel like, is that like a 1940s thing? Like, who's using tennis courts? I mean, I guess now they'd all be used as pickleball courts. But I just think that, like, I would not have that in my house. Sorry. Yeah, people I would, still I would, play tennis. I, I guess. would break it up. Yeah. No, I know people play tennis, but uh, like, it always seems like there's. Inordinate mm. numbers of tennis courts versus the amount of people who actually play tennis. Oh, right. Either that or you have to be a million. If when you're a millionaire, you have you just to play have tennis. a lot of room. He does. He has lawns that are huge. He also has a soccer pitch, pool and spa, outdoor kitchen with a barbecue. The pool is insane. It There's is like insane. a pool within a pool. Totally insane. That? Yes, I do see that. Uh, I also wanted to comment on the amount of rooms, nine rooms. He bought it, uh, and also 12 bathrooms. Are you saying bedrooms? Nine bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. You just said nine rooms. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Nine bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. The master bedroom has two bathrooms. Yeah, that that does follow the rule. It looks like a public, like, super rich-looking bathroom. Yeah. But it's so, they're so big, it's insane. Uh I was just floored at how big this is. This a house you want? Like, what's your feeling on this house? Um, Because my house or my feeling on this is it's huge. It's amazing. Sure, give it to me for free. But this is so gaudy. It's pretty gaudy. He bought it in. My mother would love this house. She would. Well, she just loves accessorizing everything. Yeah. And she's got good taste. I'm not trying to besmirch my mother's taste. I'm just saying she likes stuff. It's. And to me, all I see is dust collecting everywhere in all the little nooks and crannies Mm -hmm. it truly looks like one of the palaces like if you go into any type of like 
tour in Europe of yeah. some type of a oh, sure. large like a French castle. Palace. I mean, it really does look like that way inside. Yeah, um, it's got some good bones though. I mean, it's, it's I do like the outside. Yeah, I, I do like that. I would style. get rid of the like bougie water fountain with all that stuff. Like, I don't need the Bellagio in my front yard. But yeah, it's very like Caesar's Palace. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, I like which the makes sense. It's Rod Stewart. It's got that sort of British country home vibe, which is not a totally. surprise because he's a Brit. He's British. He bought it in 1991 for 12,000 or 12, what? <laughs> 12 million, 12,000, $12 And then he hired this fancy designer to make it very luxurious. Um, so there was a lot, I mean, it's tons of marble. You can find, if you want There's to look sta- at this, do you like statues? Is this just like a generational thing or is this just a taste thing? It's a taste thing. Okay. Yeah. Because there's so many like, like look at that weird statue of the guy holding the gun. Like what is that? Like who wants just like, here's my statue. I don't know. Statues are weird to me, I guess. I'm weird. No, I, I, it's not really my style. But then again, I, I like things that are in the middle. Like, if you do look at Robert Pattinson's home, you can find this link on our show links page, by the way. Um, I, I would rather have that because it still feels warm inside. It does have, like, Spanish wood, you know, beams and things like that, but it isn't super gaudy. Yeah, I guess, like, I, I think I would be in the middle, too, in that sense, because, like, I, you know, like, Kim Kardashian's home is a minimalist nightmare, like, I that would just is, constantly be saying. like, which, which room am I in again? I don't know where I am. It's the middle of the night, and I'm not sure if I'm in a closet or a hallway. But yeah, I um, I also would veer towards the more simple aesthetic than <sighs> yeah. the like, oh, my God, there's literally... Look at this. So the one that I was just looking at, the picture, mm-hmm. it's the fireplace. Do you see the room with the fireplace? Yes. On the left hand... There is a bronze statue on a table. Mm, yeah. One of like eight tables in this room, which is giving me hives. And then if you look in the corner on the right hand, there's like a giant statue of a lady crouching over holding her uh, skirt oh. like and her breasts. Like, oh, I just dropped my dress. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. And I'm like... Oh, that's that like, just, it looks like a Roman statue of I some know, sort. I know, but wouldn't that just be like in your house? You're just, oh, hey, I forgot you were over there. Oh, hey, Lord, you're Like, funny. do you think he really has some story behind it? I don't know. It's just weird it's to probably me. Like, it's probably very old and a piece of art that yeah. is more than we could ever afford. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Assuming totally. He didn't pick it up. I like feel like he's got one. a friend like who, like an assistant person who just kind of like, buys things and like put stuff places and then he'll go like i don't like that well this person richard landry this is that the designer, designer yeah he's done home the interiors for mark Wahlberg, giselle Bunchen, tom brady wayne oh gretzky look yes? at all the other statues it's like that game you play where you have to like identify all the things there's one in the back window yeah and then on the coffee table, there's also a tiny little statue. And in the bath, the pink bathroom, there are two statues, one by the large tub, the pink marble bathroom. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's just got like a statue thing. It's just that style, you know. But I would much rather have something that has 
warmth to it, then I don't like the like Costco looking outside. Oh God! The angles, all of the right angles. Yeah, I just don't like that super modern style. I would much have like an arched doorway. Yeah, you know? I would like an old, like simple yet, you know, old. So, I do like old Victorian things, but I don't like Victorian like red velvet and like just lots of fabric. Right. But so I like the you're not wood. into vampire life. If it was a like minimalist Victorian vampire, <laughs> okay. you know, if you just go to the this, I mean, it's just realtor dot com. If you look in Beverly Hills real estate, yeah, the first one listed is one hundred and twenty six million. Jesus, Louise, it how many is, square feet is that? It is thirty thousand six hundred and ten square feet. It is. Only on two point one nine acres. That's a J C Penney's anchor store. What it, it is? It's built. Part of it is built into. It's like two separate properties. Part of it is built into the side of the hill. It's eight bedrooms, twenty. It's bathrooms. only eight bedrooms. Twenty. Well, they have a lot of space for other activities and fun things. <laughs> and what's it's just like one hundred and twenty six million dollars. Yeah, this is. I want to know who owns this house. It is just. Well, you can look it up. Ridiculous. I bet, um, it's, I bet it's some ridiculous wealth fund manager or something. Yeah, probably. It's it's like mind-blowing, but I also don't love it inside. It feels like you're in the interior it's of an art museum. Yeah. yeah, it's too modern for me. Um, so we like to dream, and you can look at all these pictures yeah, no, thank you. Website. I did just look up a home that was uh, not too far. I always like to look at the homes in our neighborhood to see like, oh, what'd that go for? Oh, yeah. And this home had like a weird, um, they had tried, they must have made the upstairs into an apartment because there was like a weird mm. kitchenette shoved oh. in uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a front room. I don't know. It was very mm-hmm. odd. Okay. It was very strange. I was like, who would do that? <laughs> I would just pull it out. No, it's fun to look at houses, right? I love it. Yeah, that's and maybe daydream. why. But if you're um, Benefer, you buy it when you look at it, and then you go, we don't want it, and then you go to the next home opening. Yeah. Or you're Katy Perry, and you kill a nun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to get the house you want. Or an old veteran. Yeah. I'll show you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, or the 1-800-Flowers dude. Yeah. That's right. She didn't do that, by the way. Uh, anyway, when we come back, Don. Mm-hmm. Here on the Adventures of Bradley and Don, aptly named that though it is, you need to tell us about a creepy video that <laughs> Victoria Beckham filmed of her husband doing some moves. Yeah, it's in his panties. Not in his panties, but he might as well. I have thought he been. was in his panties. Nope. Oh, okay. Those are, well, you'll tell us yeah. about it. When we come back right here. On- Christmas Emporium. <laughs> the little blind spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. 
The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Andrew Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Hi, guys. Thanks for your being here with us. If you missed any of the show, you can go to our website or anywhere you get podcasts and listen to it, especially Blinded by the Item, which is the show within the show. It is its own podcast. I can subscribe today. Victoria Beckham showed something to the public on her Instagram, and it was a lot more than people expected. If you're into David Beckham, you need to go to Victoria's Instagram today. Yeah, she uh, basically showed his b- butt. Well, his, well, his undercarriage. Um, his backside. So he is in some shorts. He is working out in their little home gym. I'm assuming, and he's going through a set of what they say are yoga push-ups, which means your legs are spread as far as you I mean, can. It's just so thirsty. And then you're kind of doing a downward dog, <laughs> if you know what that is. You do it like a downward, or yeah, it would be the top of a downward dog, and then you're going into a push-up. It just looks like. He's it like, looks like he's shoving his junk. It looks like a stripper move. It does. And he's, you know, she says morning workout with this love machine. And then she has a little sound indicator on, like, turn the sound on. Because he's grunting and oh. grinding. And Do you want to play it? Um, Nah. Okay. I don't think it. I don't think. I would rather listen to your dog go, mm, 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 <laughs> instead of this. Well, good news, you can. Mike said it made the cut for yeah. replays. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a lot of people commenting. I mean, she has a lot of likes on this and it is, it's something. Let me tell you. Um, did you just want to talk about this? Cause it maybe you found No, I wanted to talk about it because. Are you a David Beckham fan? Not really, but I know people are. (laughs) out there listening especially i think i would be if i were i haven't watched the david uh, beckham on netflix i've heard really good things about it. it's a four-part miniseries and it's all about their relationship his you know fame and you know uh, being a soccer player um so i've heard some great things about that i did see that during that he actually called out Victoria because she was doing this interview and she was talking about how she grew up not this wealthy and it was a working class family. And, oh yeah, from the documentary. Yeah, and David yeah. put his head around the corner during the interview and he goes, uh, tell him what car did you go in to school when you were little? What was the car you rode in that your dad drove? Yeah. Oh, it was a Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, so you're not working class family, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not, not anything. Uh, less I've never, than that I haven't watched it. Have you watched it, Mike? I have not. No, I haven't no. checked out yet. Yeah. No, but, uh, well, they, if you need a thirst trap of uh, his little tight shorts. Yeah. You've got go it right it. there on her Instagram. You put it on the show links page? I did just okay, for good. your viewing pleasure. And you can look at all the homes in Beverly Hills there as well. Um, I mean, what else to say about this? I don't know. It's thirsty. It's like, very thirsty. She, I think they're in a place, right? Because they've been getting a lot of attention because of their uh, of the documentary. But there's also been blind items. I feel like he's been in the blind items, right? Most of the blind items, I think, are just about uh, Brooklyn. But 
Um, well, I mean, back in the day, a part of the documentary well, explores the, oh, the cheating thing in 2003. Yeah. That was that's actually a part. So maybe of they're it. just trying to push back against people thinking that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. I'm far more here about. Um, do you ever do these kind of push-ups? No, that does do you, not. Have look you ever normal. heard of them? No. What benefit would you get by doing a push-up like that? That you could titillate people with your backside in the air, right? Because for me maintaining the push-up position and just going down and using your upper body if i had like the i'm not saying i can do it but i'm saying the momentum and going back into like a downward dog and then back into a well, push-up it's like spread, would help. it's like pushing from a push-up into spreading your legs which yeah it's just not it's like you're very you're distributing your weight more <laughs> and yeah. so it might be even easier it's probably a good stretch i don't know sure it is yeah I just, but I would. They didn't list the name of it. What? They didn't list the name of it. The name of the stretch. Not like the downward oh, facing no, no, teabag no. or anything. Oh. <laughs> it could be. That's what I would call it. That's, no, yeah. it's a downward facing. Tea they bag. said yoga push-ups. That's a reverse teabag. That's, that's like a reverse when tea you're bag. just like walking down the hall and bam. bam. If you want to launch a teabag at someone, <laughs> that's how you do it. You can I make catch them head the, on. The sound effects that you're doing. I don't know what that means. It's just the sound of your undercarriage smacking someone in the face because that's wow. what it looks like. Well, yeah, I mean, he's really digging deep and thrusting. <laughs> I mean, he's going up. That's and what I mean. Down. If I walked into a room and someone's doing that, it's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey. Give me a heads up. Hey, now. By the way, there was a guy stretching on the door of the changing room I was in yesterday at the gym. So when I came out of oh. the changing room, I threw him upside down. Oh, wow. Because he was stretching against the door. And you ran into him? Well, you I'm on the other side up. of the door. Yeah. And when oh. I opened the door, I pushed him oh, well, backwards. Of course. Yeah. Because okay. he had his legs. That's you know, a have good you ever seen people do then. a stretch with your legs in, uh, up against the wall? He was using the door as the wall. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Bad place to do it. It's like, well, we're best friends now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> All right. When we come back from David Beckham's underside to the deep, dark underbelly of your dreams, we're going to interpret them with Dawn's help when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Bradley and Don, my talk 1071. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you have a cookie exchange at your work, please let us know. <laughs> Ours was kind of um, a real fun ride. and Well, it worked out because we got cookies, but we decided to make some rules for next year. Yeah, we're going to talk about that at the top of the two o'clock hour. Um, but until then, let's interpret some dreams. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. I decided you're now the dream beaver. Oh! We should have a little beaver that's, like, looking into a cloud. Okay. Deciphering what dreams are really about. Because that's what Dawn does on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. She interprets dreams like a good little beaver. (laughs) Jesus, don't make that sound. Please. No. That's a beaver sound. That is a terrible sound. I hate mouth noises. And when you say beaver and do that, (laughs) beavers are are offended. You are 12. Stop it. Beavers are offended. 
Uh, beavers should be offended. But Beaver This Dawn, we got emails from listeners about their dreams, and you're going to beaver your way through them and Say interpret <laughs> what they mean. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm got sugar in me. It's fine. Do you want to? That's not all. Oh, my God. Well, I'm giving it right back to you. Okay. Okay. Yes. How dare you, ma'am? That is offensive. Okay. Do you want the lesbian email? Yes. I mean, you wrote that, so can I say that? No, she calls herself that. She's fantastic. No, I know. Lesbian Jen from Duluth. Spelled that wrong. Did she spell that wrong? No, I did. Okay. Lesbian Jen from Duluth says, Dear Dawn, I was laying on a mattress on a floor in a random house. It was full of extended family members, cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. I was unable to walk and asked them, help me walk. But they ignored me. They said no. I was stuck on the mattress and was just getting so upset. Hmm. Dawn, what say you? Well, I would say since this is a house that is random to you, it is not your normal frame of mind that you're normally in. So this is a unfamiliar frame of mind that you encountered in your day, the day before or the day before that. Um, A mattress, a mattress is where we, you know, sleep. So this is about assimilating knowledge that you've learned within that frame of mind. So you were taking in knowledge. And for some reason, after you took in the knowledge, all the other parts of you came together and kind of weren't there for you the part of you that was experiencing this thing that you were immobilized, like you kind of froze up. Mm. There was a part of you, something happened in your day where you're like, Oh, I haven't dealt with this before. And so you froze up and you weren't able to use your legs and you felt sort of helpless. So our legs are the part of our body that let us walk. And when you're walking in a dream, you're talking about a path that you're taking in life. So it really has stalled a path. And it was an unexpected thing that happened. And you tried to sort of scramble to get the other other familiar parts of yourself together to help you out, but you were just frozen. So That makes sense. Hopefully, uh, it wasn't something as simple. Our brains are very dramatic. So hopefully it wasn't just like, I am at um, a work conference and I don't know what to order for lunch. Yeah. I mean, this is, seriously, we can interpret some pretty crazy yeah. things into that the drama of our minds oh, I'm sure. funny, but you might've felt uncomfortable in this situation you weren't familiar with. I think that's what this is about. All right. Lesbian Jen from Duluth. I hope you figured that out. Hope that helps. If not, uh, call someone. Hey, <laughs> you want another, I'm just kidding. Do you want another email? I do. Good. Because Kathy with a K and a Y has sent you an email and she says the following dear Dawn last night I dreamed my husband and I were house sitting at our old house in Minneapolis a very small two bedroom one bath rambler it's a very common home in Minneapolis I would say okay currently owned by one Oprah Winfrey this is in her <laughs> dream I'm assuming because I don't know Oprah to be a homeowner in Minneapolis she Mm-mm. could be Oprah came home wearing a dress that once belonged to a very prominent politician. Can't remember who. Okay. In the dream, she... This is layers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the dream, she was my mom! <laughs> I kept calling her, Mom! So Kathy dreamt of Oprah in another politician lady's dress. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... 
First, we have to look at this is happening in her old house. So literally the house that they used to own. So that is an old way of thinking that is familiar to her. So this is a situation that has come up before. Then she is dreaming of Oprah. And there is no collective consciousness of who Oprah is. Like that is not a symbol that I can interpret. All it's it not is, a global symbol. Yeah, symbol. That it's like what it's it not means like chair or her. tree or yeah. desk. Although this we've is, got to believe that on some level, when we all dream of Oprah, <laughs> we're it dreaming means something of. universal because she is a universal figure. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, she has to. You have to figure out, Kathy, what Oprah means to you. Like treat it like Oprah was your friend, because you know maybe you want her to be your friend, but like to you, it is. Think of three or four qualities that Oprah represents. Maybe you can't stand her. Maybe you think she's full of S. Maybe you think she's the greatest person in the world and you want to go to the church of Oprah. I don't know what that is. Probably something good because she's calling her mom. Well, maybe not. So so Oprah, when you dream about a celebrity, you are dreaming about an imagined part of yourself. So if you're dreaming about, it's something that you don't truly believe that you have. So if they're good qualities, like I know how to run a business and I know, well, that's not a quality, but I know how to manage my life. I know how to spiritually grow, whatever, whatever, yeah. you know, you're dreaming about free cars. Yeah. You're dreaming about that part of yourself that you aren't secure, that you actually possess those qualities. So you put it on a celebrity, which is an imagined part of you. Yeah. Because we don't know celebrities. So, um, and they're also like this imaginary thing. It's like your imagination of who you think you can be. And then on top of it, the dress, I don't really, honestly, that would be um, an outward expression of what you're presenting to people. So it's like you're dreaming about the inner Oprah in you. What you present to people is probably all business all the time. And then you kept calling her mom. So your mom in a dream is your super conscious mind or your inner authority. And the mm. person within yourself, since you're a female, it's the part of you that holds the seed for creation in your life. Mm. So creating new things, that's the part of you. I feel like you probably like Oprah. Yeah. So you're going back to a familiar state of mind, your old house. And you're dreaming about the person maybe you thought you would become and maybe challenging yourself to be that person or reminding yourself, remember when you thought you were going to do these things and maybe it hasn't turned out that way, but you're searching for that inner Oprah. Mom represents your, what did you say? It's like your, it is your inner authority. Inner authority. That's And also the part of you that creates things. What is your dad? Your dad is also your inner authority. And someone who creates things, but it's your subconscious mind if you're a woman. So you need to have the male and female energy to come together to make a baby, so if which you're is a, a male new idea. And you dream about your mom, it's your subconscious. You're dreaming about if your. If it's your dad, it's your conscious. Yeah. So waking. the opposite sex is your got subconscious it. mind. Got it, got it, yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. Got it. And also the creator within you, and also the person within you that's policing things. Mm. You know, your inner authority that says, we're going to let you do that or not. Okay. That's fascinating. Um, we have one last email. We've got time. Yeah. And if you're just joining us, Dawn is interpreting dreams as she does every Wednesday 
on this very show. You know it, you love it. Send her an email. We'll get to that in a minute. But this email comes from Heather, this dream rather, by email. She says, Dear Dawn, my husband and I will often wake up in the middle of the night and share dreams. Really? That's, wow. That's 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 a very progressive couple. Yeah. I just basically jab my partner in the ribs because he's snoring. Uh, let's see. In his <laughs> dreams, I'm often with him. In my dreams, I'm often alone. Is that meaningful? We just touched on this. Yeah. So... If he's dreaming about you a lot, he is. It doesn't mean like, oh, I don't think about my husband when I dream. He's dreaming about his. He's dreaming or making a connection with his subconscious mind. Yeah. If now, he's dreaming about you, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has generally. to do with him. Yes. So it has to do with he's able to maybe download things a little bit differently than you do. He is processing things during the night. It doesn't mean it's better. It's just that. Kind of like if everything's a whirlwind and if you think of like a show that's being put on, like a play. Yeah. And you are part of it and then like, oh my gosh, everything's all over the place and all the parts of you are the stagehand and the actor and the, you know, the lighting designer. And then you all come together at night and you go, let's watch the tape. That's what he's doing. So he's able to review his life in a way right now that you aren't doing, but it isn't bad. Mm. Okay. So if you're alone, that just means that you're dreaming more about what you consciously did. And he is dreaming about the things that he didn't catch during the day. So maybe you're more in your present mind during the day. So you're living in the moment more. So it's not that it's not meaningful. It's just not the meaning she thinks. Yeah. So please don't project any of the project. I'm not saying her. I'm just saying if you're out there and you are worried, like my husband or I dreamt that my husband cheated on me. That's not a premonition. Okay. I mean, I know some people have possibly predicted that, but there's a lot other things going on in your life and it's not the dream, Yeah, you know, itself. So, um, and I might get emails I know from people going, actually I dreamt about it and it really did happen. But, you know, I listened to a really good podcast about dreams once and they talked about how, was it this one? No. Oh. Uh, but you can download the podcasted version <laughs> of Dawn's Dream Interpretations. But this was more about the functional, like, science behind dreams and, mm-hmm. like, the idea that people can uh, dream things that are going to come true. They're like, actually, when you look at the numbers, you are you dream about a lot of things mm-hmm. that never come true. Yes. And occasionally you might dream of something that then comes true that is not, though, a premonition. It's just that those two things connected in yeah. a way that 99.9% of the time, the rest of your dreaming life, they never connect. Right. So, so like, you will dream of your husband cheating 100 times, and if on the 101st time he's actually cheating, then you'll make the connection, but maybe yeah. you dreamed about it and you don't even remember those dreams. And all the other things that you dreamt <clears throat> about. It's like looking at a clock yeah. at a certain time. Yeah. There's also right twice. That's right. There's also all the other times that you might have looked at the clock that you're not taking into account. Also, I was fully an adult before I figured out what that meant. What? A broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, like, really? I, I could not understand what that oh, meant. Oh, and you silently just No, I had to ruminate. Yeah, and but you didn't like ask anyone what does no. that mean? And this was before the age of the internet. Okay. So it's not like you could just have an easy way to 
not sound dumb. Oh, <laughs> right. Nowadays, it's real easy. Okay, hey, that's why we got a show. Dawn, if people want to send you their dream, yeah, what do they do? Go to our website. That's the easiest way uh, to tell you. And just go to our <laughs> show links page, or not the show links. Just go to Bradley and Dawn, and you'll find my email. All right. And put dreams in the title and make it a paragraph. You don't need to tell me every single detail. Yeah. Keep it brief. Dawn loves it brief. And uh, when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we are approaching the two o'clock hour, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But before we get there, we have one more segment. And this one is all about feeling bad about yourself just in time for the holidays. Oh, so, no. no, but really, actually, we're going to yell at the, the tabloid, specifically page six, for trying to make us feel like dirt. Yeah. This time of year, we'll tell you why upon our return on my talk. One of And pepper jack cheese, it's not a great combo. Yeah. I just want to let you know, know that. That's nasty. Anyway, welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Uh, we're so glad you're here. Um, we had some special guests earlier. Some of our listeners from Canada came down to visit. Yeah, it was a very nice treat to see them. Uh, you know, when you have a special relationship with listeners like we often do, Dawn. That's it's right. good to see them in person. We like That's to invite right. listeners to... Come over. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-oh. That sounded really creepy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So anyway, why do we have to feel bad around Christmas? I'm so excited to tell you this story. Okay, because mostly I don't have to be the only one feeling bad about themselves. Uh, page six wants you to feel like a total failure this time of year. They're celebrating somebody's 40 pound weight loss. Now, normally I would say that's a reason to celebrate, right? Like great job. Good job. And also, I don't want to look. I'm kind of you know progressive in my thoughts like if a 40 pound weight loss is a goal for you right great exactly. it doesn't have to be everybody's goal you're not a failure for not getting a 40 pound weight loss whatever i'm yeah. i'm telling you i understand that we live in a different world however when i tell you who lost the 40 pounds this is where i think page six went wrong now they go blank was nearly unrecognizable also a keyword in a tabloid story if they tell you they're unrecognizable Chances are you'll completely recognize the person. And you are looking, the way you view the pictures are different. Like they try to, yeah, I don't like it. Blank is nearly unrecognizable after dropping 40 pounds following a split. Quote, I got more time for myself. Is this Kevin Costner? Is it, um, let's see, who else had a split? Lots of people divorced. Jeremy Allen White. Oh, he baby, when you talk it was Shakira? not Shakira. It oh, was not Shakira. Okay. No. In fact, when I tell you who it might be, in mm-hmm. fact, who it is, you're probably going to roll your eyes. Sam okay. Asgari. What? Okay. Sam Asgari. Mike, did you see the story? I did not. Sam How Asgari could he lose 40 pounds? lost 40 pounds. Of muscle? Off his head? I mean. Like, what are you where, talking about? Where, did he have iron hair? What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing clown shoes? So the story is Sam in the actual headline is Sam Asgarly nearly unrecognizable after. Please open the article. Okay. In question after yeah. dropping forty pounds following oh. Britney's split. More time for myself, he says. 
Now, if you look at the photos that they show as an alleged before and after, I would say this is like one of those. um, Oh, man. And I'm sure there's a whole TikTok dedicated to this behavior of like calling out Instagram fitness people who do the like before and after where you're like, I'm I'm just a whole load right now. And now and then I went on this diet and look at me now. And you're like, no, you're just sucking it all in. You're sucking it in. You're flexing. You've got you are, muscles the angle is for different. days. And, and you're, you're exhaling. And then on the other photo, you're inhaling. So if you look at his before and after. And you shaved your beard. Now. <laughs> and he shaved his beard. Yeah. So his face is bare, which isn't normal. Um, his hair that is That is not different. 40 pounds. It's not 40 pounds. And he doesn't need to lose. Nobody needs to lose. I'm just saying, like, where would it come from? He's like... It's the most ridiculous. Yeah, no. So I was like, great. Basically, the page six wants me to feel bad about my body right as I'm just inhaling <laughs> seven, eight dozen worth, nine dozen cookies from the cookie exchange. So I'm just going to let it go and I'm going to eat more cookies and I don't care. I'm not going to feel bad. Nice well, try, page six. Yeah. But Have you also noticed there's another article that TMZ tried to pump out to counteract page six? Talking about how he shades Britney with his PETA ad. It says, some love lasts. And he's holding a puppy. Oh, that's kind of Some loves lasts. It's true. And it's like, well. He's trying really hard, to your point, because not only is he dropping those photos to TMZ, he did drop these photos because they say literally, in photos exclusively obtained by Page Six, he looks thinner than ever as he flexes for the camera. He sent you those photos. They're not exclusively obtained. Actually, he called you and you came and took them. Like when I, the next time you ask me for something, Dawn, I'm going to be like, Dawn exclusively obtained. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, sometimes when you're in a situation that you don't get to necessarily focus. Oh, this is speaking of shade. What's this this. now? Sometimes when you're in a situation that you don't get to necessarily focus on yourself, it could be challenging for you to notice your physique changes, but everyone else does. What is, is that? that? What you said? Yes. What mm. even is that? It's like he put it through a Britney filter where it's like, I don't know what you said. Being by yourself and alone is really good opportunity to focus on yourself. Sometimes you get too focused on yourself. What? Did, you just said that con- focusing on yourself. I'm not. It literally says. Being by yourself and alone is a really good opportunity to focus on yourself. He added that while the transformation followed his contentious split, it's not necessarily revenge body, but <laughs> self-love. Sometimes you get too focused on yourself. Okay. It looks like you have focused on yourself the whole time. Yeah. Like anybody who has abs like that and, is focusing way too much on themselves. Congratulations, sir, because I think a lot of other people would like to focus on yourself. But uh, yeah, um, but don't tell me you didn't focus on yourself before when you, know, you also just, had the ripped abs. This is just like publicity pablum gone terribly wrong. Yeah, it's like look at me. Oh, before. it's actually the TMZ thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing because okay. they have a picture of his PETA always spay or neuter your pet. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not buying that he lost 40 pounds. So and is if he it did, good to be focused on yourself or not? Because it says sometimes you get too focused on yourself. Yeah, that's what I said. But then I've being I being by myself and alone gave me the opportunity. He uses the word yourself. 
a lot. Too many times. And you don't have to, like, I do get, because there's this trope. So let's push this in the, like, remaining minute and a half or whatever we have. There is this, like, trope that, like, when you break up with someone, you you focus, you know, you start going to the gym and you start oh, doing uh-uh. that thing. I eat a bunch of bad stuff <laughs> and feel sorry for myself and sit around and cry and be like, maybe I'll be sick today. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, if your fitness is relies on your partner, that's, that's a bigger issue. True. Yeah. I mean, mine does because he gets up and goes to the gym at 5. Yeah, you have real issues. And I don't. I'm not great at um, following through to myself, so I need accountability. Yeah, so you basically... I know I won't go, is what I'm saying, if I don't get up with yeah. him. So thank God so that he So you get mad at committed. him for getting up early. Yes. But you force yourself... Yeah. ...to do what he does. Because I won't go. Yeah, that's twisted. I know, but... but hey, it works. He's going to consistently do it. So, yeah, piggyback. better self-discipline than I but do. But then what if he doesn't show up one day... I'll lay in bed and I'll say, thank God, and then <laughs> not today, a, Jim, not today. <laughs> write a news release to page six. And like, I'm not I getting get out reimbursement anymore. Okay, here we go. Mike, did you know this? Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She sat on the couch. <laughs> yep. Yelling at After, the woman on the other. <laughs> I did not yell at her. I called her new insurance to ask, do you do gym reimbursement with this plan I have? And she goes... No, While she's that. fisting M&M's into her pie hole. <laughs> it's the holidays, and they were sitting out there, and I don't have self-control. And then she's like, I'm angry that I'm we like, don't get the reimbursement. Like, crunch, Bradley, crunch. can you believe? <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> and he's staring at me, and I'm like, what are you looking at? Well, it's relatable. Uh, it's the time of year. Thank you, Page Six, for making us all feel miserable and out of shape. That said, when we come back, we're going to talk about cookies. Yeah. <laughs>